Anything goes with the bunnies. Hey, sweetheart, and um, we have a interesting topic today. We're gonna respond to this Facebook post that I saw go viral, and I saw shared and commented on by a few of my Facebook friends. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna look into that. So, excited to sink my teeth into it. What did you think when you saw it? A lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. All right. So let's have it out. But first, let's go to uh, what we're into. What we're into. Yep. Okay, what are you into? You go first, sweetheart. Ay, okay, ako. I'm into Iron Chef. The Netflix series. Yes. It's something that you've always watched before, but only in the Japanese version, right? Yes. yes. And you would always rave about it. I would never understand it. I never took the time to understand it also. One, because... I'm not naman a foodie. So, I mean, like, I love food, well, but I'm not... You were much less a foodie at the time. Yeah, and also parang feeling ko, like, what do you get out of, like, competitive cooking shows? <laughs> Kasi it came across as like, ano ba to, what is this cooking show that it's it just sounds silly? Mm-hmm. And parang hindi ko maintindihan yung concept. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say, that... It's not that I'm conservative or anything, but it's more of like, I'm used to cooking shows that are like straightforward. Mm-hmm. And if there's like a competitive thing, masaintindihan ko yung final table. And maybe it helped that final table is in English. Mm-hmm. So kasi sa Japanese, parang lalo kang lost na lost na. Ano na ba tong concept na to? <laughs> Japanese-based salita nila. So parang, ano ba to, di ba? So I never was interested about it. And then I don't know why you just suggested that we watch it. It's new. It just came out on Netflix. So there's a new season of Iron Chef on Netflix. We both really like it. Our kids love it. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that that's another thing. Na parang, wow, even kids actually like this kind of show. Mm-hmm. I thought they would be like bored watching it with us. So no, uh, sobrang nagustuhan ng buong pamilya namin. And I am again feeling what I felt before when we watched Final Table. Na I kind of like want to get better at cooking or like I want to learn cooking. While we were watching, Carla goes, I want to take a cooking course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do kasi with the process and the art of cooking na Nahaka, ewo ko ha, parang siguro kasi siguro ganun yung pathway ko. If you want me to get into something, it must be something that is artful and skillful. Yes. Kasi parang meron kang gustong ma-achieve. I, I, I don't, na hindi lang basta pagkain. Yeah. So maybe it's the creative person in me that just wants, because for me, like personally, what I like about it is like the technique that they would use also how they just they kind of like treat food as like the colors on their palette na okay i'm going to use this so it will blend well with this and it will highlight that yung parang ganun na pwede pala yung combo na yon oh oh na oh. it's just a mixing of things together that makes a like a masterpiece ganun yeah so yun yung nagustuhan ko about it i want to be that yeah, now, when yeah. I see stuff in the fridge or like when I do grocery now, if I put this and this together, 
it's going to make this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that kind of is it. Plus, if the whole show is so well made, I feel like it's so... Parang the ideas were really brilliant yeah, yeah. for them to use. Of course, I'm not going to give it all away. No, parang all the secret ingredient that they would use for every every episode. It's like a great prompt. Yeah, yeah. So, yun lang. Parang yun yung mga gusto ko about it. Plus, ang gagaling ng hosts, yeah. ang galing <laughs> ng everyone, everyone who played a part in that. Super, super cool. In that uh, series. It's like, they're just so game. Yeah. Yung alam mo na, okay, I'm not gonna reserve anything. I'm gonna give my all to play my part. Yeah. And that's also like, what makes it unique because it's not straightforward in that they have to like act a little bit. Yep, yep. Not very theatrical yung yung dating nilang lahat. Even yep. nga the chefs eh, na parang umaarte-arte pa na kunwari, you know, you, no one's gonna beat me. But you kind of like know na wala naman to sa kanila. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yun. Yeah, so we love Iron Chef on Netflix. It's been so cool, sweetheart, hearing from friends who like it too. Diba? Like, who does? Uh, Jopit and Audi. We were talking with Ay, them about yeah, it last yeah. night. Shout out to Jopit and Audi. And then Fiona and Edison as well. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So when, when we po- when I posted about it, Fiona messaged me. She's like, hey, maybe this is where Edison gets his ideas. Pala, parang <laughs> so, and I totally agree with you. One, with the insight into your character, you love the craft of anything. Mm-hmm. Not anything, but of, when you like something, you like the craft of it, right? So, coffee. Diba? You, you'll, you'll go nerd out over coffee. You were doing that last night yeah. with the Bordalbas and Tans. And then um, jump rope. Diba? It, I'm like, what is it with this you know, elephant trunk sticking one leg up while you're doing it? It's like, why do you have to do that? And then you'll tell me, oh, when I, my, when I uh, parang tuck my hips back, I can do double unders better. It's like those tiny changes yeah. add up to stuff. And that's why I think you, you like jiu-jitsu. But anyway, that's another subject. Yeah. If um, only I don't have to be so near these people. If only you could do jujitsu, jiu-jitsu from afar. Uh, zoom, <laughs> zoom jujitsu. Can we say zoom jujitsu? Remote. Uh, um, but I don't like contact sport. Parang i yoko nang nadidikit sa ibang tao. Even under sweaty and stinky. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, final uh, uh, Iron Chef. There's amazing. I have been a fan of the Japanese one ever since I was a kid. I would catch it on local TV every once in a while and I was just fascinated by the thought of, man, they, they cook so many dishes in such a short amount of time. Ay, nako, isa pa yan. And then they would have like, let's say a potato battle and then they would do, let's say potato, a dessert from potato. Alam mo yan, which, you know, we know there's a potato cake in, in Negros. Shout out to that. So, sobrang galing lang ng interpretation ng mga bagay-bagay. And uh, so yeah, we highly recommend it. Everything Carla said already, but one thing she said that I think that the this new version really elevated compared to the Japanese one. I, I don't I, I don't watch the Japanese one because in the original language, I don't speak uh, or understand Japanese, so it's always dubbed over. So you know the chemistry I'm hearing is the dubbed voices, mm-hmm. but to hear it in English and to see these guys you know react to each other and, and joke at each other and even some mild trash talking between the contestants. It's really, really fun. And I want to recommend, if you like the show, check out the Instagrams of the hosts, of Alton Brown, of Kristen Kush, I think, um, and, and Ming Tsai. They post about each other and the, you'll see some behind-the-scenes content and it looks like they're having so much fun on the set. Yep. So, yeah, yun lang. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're a huge fan. 
Uh, Netflix, if you're listening next, nakikinig yung Netflix sa podcast natin. <laughs> <laughs> But Netflix, if you're listening, please don't stop making that show. It's amazing. Okay, so what are you into? I'm into uh, this book, Tribes, by Seth Godin. It's a pretty old book. Uh, <laughs> pretty old. I know there are hundred books that are centuries old. <laughs> but this is 15 years old, I think. And you can tell by the descriptions of technology that it's relatively new. I think Twitter was new when this came out. So in that sense, it's a bit old. That being said, no, I never read this. I know friends who are Seth Godin fans. So I mean no offense. You know, I, I respect him. He's accomplished so much. He has a beautiful bald head, you know, something that I aspire for. Okay. All the time. Oh. But that being said, I feel like a lot of his books are repetitive. Mm-hmm. Some of them. So I was like, uh, yeah, okay, probably same old, same old. Parang ganon. I was wrong about this one. This is not a marketing book. This is a leadership book. And the, the subtitle is Tribes, We Need You to Lead Us. And that's what it's talking about. I'm going to read you some parts and you're going to see why I like it. It talks about how if you just want to be average and run the middle of the pack and not embrace change, then you're actually embracing mediocrity, irrelevance, and probably even disappearance. Mm. Life's too short to fight the forces of change. Life's too short to hate what you do all day. Life's too short to make mediocre stuff. Almost everything that's standard is now viewed as mediocre. Is there a difference between average and mediocre? Not so much. Average stuff is taken for granted, not talked about, and certainly not sought out. The end result is that many people, many really good people, spend all day trying to defend what they do, trying to sell what they've always sold, trying to prevent the organizations from being devoured by the forces of the new. It must be wearing them out. Defending mediocrity is exhausting. Speaks for itself. Okay. Too many organizations care about numbers, not fans. They care about hits or turnstile clicks or media mentions. What they're missing is the depth of commitment and interconnection that true fans deliver. Instead of always being on the hunt for more eyeballs, for one more set of eyeballs, true leaders have figured out that the real win is in turning a casual fan into a true one. So he talks about depth of engagement and connection with people, that it's not pulling away. And, And then to do that, you really have to be willing to embrace change and to go deep with where they are. Last one. Now, when we envision our dream jobs, we're imagining someone. Oh, he talks about the why it's not worth it. Why being part of a, a huge corporation, you know, uh, that guarantees air conditioning and job security and health insurance. Why it doesn't pan out as much as people expect. Why it's not as secure or as uh, uh, inspiring. He said, if you could have any job in the world, what would it be? Did you say a low-level bureaucrat working in the social security office in Yonkers, New York? Or did you say a mid-level supervisor at a struggling GM plant in Ohio? Did you say fry cook at McDonald's? Somehow I doubt it. Now it seems the air conditioning and illusion of deniability aren't worth so much. Now when we envision our dream jobs, we're imagining someone who reaps huge rewards as a result of her insight. Someone who has control over what he does all day, creating products or services that he's actually proud of. It certainly involves having authority over your time and your effort and having input into what you do. Yeah, so I love the idea that of tribes. And we've talked about this a lot, sweetheart, where um, the people that we speak to, the people that we, we want to connect with, the people that we influence are not limited by geography. 
and they're not found in a geography. You know, it's it's people of a similar interest group, people of a similar way of thinking. Not necessarily that we agree. In fact, we may disagree with a lot, but the willingness to engage and to debate, that's what we where we feel a connection and affinity there. And that's what he's talking about here, where that's what a tribe is. Where he describes kings, he uses the word king. Mm-hmm. Kings are people who rule over a geographic area. Mm-hmm. And tribal leaders are those who you have tribes who who bridge those different areas and the online space he's saying has empowered people to build communities like that yeah i i could see why he would call it a tribe and i think it's also very postmodern in that it has blurred a lot of lines kasi and yeah. the you know, the modern times kasi is all about the linear way yeah. but there's just this one specific way to do things and i think in this era mas tribal nga talaga. Yung king kasi parang monarchy, ito lang talaga, the highest in the land. But tribes are like, you could have many, in, in a way, like many little kings, uh, like many different things. Yeah. And there are no specific lines except for that you are drawn to each other for a whatever that is. Yep, yep. Like it could be just a sense of community that draws you together. Like I think that one thing that brings people together in this day and age is also not just Uh, particular interest but also like how you pursue yeah those interests are that that's also crucial yeah it made me think the word tribes it made me think of how the western powers colonized africa and then they were after their own gain and their own prestige And they didn't want to fight with one. So they drew straight lines across the continent and said, this much it belongs to this country. This much belongs to that country. And they didn't follow natural lines like rivers or, or, or mm-hmm, mountain ranges. Mm-hmm. And they didn't respect tribal roaming lines. And that's what's caused a lot of the chaos in Africa now. Where tribes have been split up by... Oh, yeah, wow. And you say like... Is that something that you got from the book or you just thought of it because of what you're reading? But because of what uh, I'm reading, the tribes, yeah. and then, you know, we talk about that with Philip. Yeah. So the thought lang na, okay, you're not following linear, but who came up with that linear bakase? Where did that mm, line yeah, come yeah, exactly. from? That's artificial, you know? And mm-hmm. and it makes me think even of like groupings of people yeah. and how people are, are, are put together. And it's like, did it have to be that way? You know, um, maybe something really simple. Yesterday I was having coffee with William and then I saw one of the guys who was in our small group before. We, you know, we used to attend this one location of our church and then we moved to another one. So when we moved, we said, hey, because you, you, you don't go to this location with us, you should go to that location, small group. And we gave the numbers over, connected them and all that. And yet you just know that relationally it never connected. It never got anywhere. Mm-hmm. So now the thought in my head is, are we... You know, when I ran into him, the, we 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 miss each other. We love each other. We have so much history. You know, I was bragging about his job to William. Parang that's a connection. Eh? That's a, and he texted me after seven. Hey, you know, I know you had the meeting and I, I had to go, but we have to catch up soon. That's a connection. Eh? And now with internet and with the way society is, there's there's no need 
to yeah, sever I think, those connections. You know what? That, what this day and age also has redefined for us is proximity. Yeah. Parang yeah. ano ang proximity? Yeah, is it just good, really physical? Like really, you're a neighbor, as in mm. like nearby in this place, di ba? Yeah. In this city, it's no longer like that. Eh. I could easily be drawn to someone who's from, let's say, nga Africa. More than the one who's right, who lives right beside me. Yeah. E, e tayo nga, we haven't really seen our neighbors, neighbors talaga, di ba, that much. Not this one. Yeah, but I mean a like... A bit of this one. You've seen a lot more people you don't know yeah. online than the people that actually live in our village. What would you say? The like geographic proximity... Here's the other thing. It's not as you powerful You know what as- made neighborhoods, more neighborhoods come together? What? How funny. Pandemic. Yeah. Because they it, they were kind of like forced. Yeah. So I, I think what I'm trying to point to, uh, you know, by by pointing out that specific, ano, na yung pandemic was the one who caused more unity in neighborhoods, is the fact that there are natural lines. Yeah. There are organic lines which you must follow, not the lines that you just cut up and make up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and I think geography still plays a powerful part. Definitely, it yes. It still plays a powerful part, diba? But that being said, it's not the only factor anymore. Yan yung sinasabi ko eh, na after natin magkaroon ng pandemic, yung option mo, the, parang some people are thinking it's just gonna go back to the old normal. And I always say the old normal is always going to be around. But now the difference is it is not the only option. It is only one of the yep. many options that we have discovered during the pandemic. Yep. So there, loving this book, Tribes by Seth Godin. I feel like it's the kind of book I'm going to reread. Yung, it's very like punchy the way he writes, like, pa, 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 like. And you just need that boost. You just need that reminder for yourself about what oh, you're doing. Oh, tsaka pagka very informative kasi naman na ganyan, hindi naman siya dapat flowery. <laughs> so, mabuti naman na mabilis mo na lang sinabi sa akin lahat. Well, I think some things can be flowery and like, let's say like a C.S. Lewis book, diba? Or, or yeah, but I, I think that's him. Yes. It's really more of like a writing style and a personality style. And I think, see, Seth Godin, he really, really wants to get his point across. That's one. But secondly, he knows he's going against a lot of traditional thinking. So he's not pulling the punches. He's not qualifying. He's like, that's over. Mm-hmm. And then he'll even say, oh, my kind of guy. Maybe you missed it. He's over. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll really remember that part. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go on to our topic of the day. Topic of the day. All right, what is our topic of the day? This is a Facebook post uh, that I saw. It was posted on June 20. It's got 15,000 shares <laughs> and 566 comments on its original post. Uh, the picture says post traumatic church disorders. Mm-hmm. Post traumatic church disorders. Uh, it's by a person named Jim Palmer, and he seems to be very strongly anti-religion in his other posts. Mm-hmm. It seems like, uh, if you look at his other posts, he's got a uh, Christian background or church background. I don't Most know. Most the of these anti-religion are coming from like... Uh, yeah. yeah I, I read it somewhere, I forget where, Now, if you make a study of people who have um, not really just fallen away from the faith, but have just developed a mistrust for the church are really actually 
high on the ranking of like church leaders, yeah, church yeah. You, who, you, people who used to be so in love with the church. Honestly, this is might be short cutting the discussion. We'll get into the post in a bit. But for me, it was th- that fact actually when I was in college helped uh, preserve my faith. Really? Because? Because. Which fact do you mean? That a lot of people who. Parang when I saw that a lot of the people who had objections to God, had problems with God. Were once very. Yeah. And a lot of it was like. Well, because my pastor turned out to be a hypocrite or my priest turned out to be this. or it, mm. So to me, it's like, well, that's not the heart of the Christian message. You know, that's not who Jesus is. That's I agree with you that that's wrong. I think that's terrible that it happened to you. I don't think that, I think that person should have been disciplined. Some of them should have been arrested, whatever. But I agree with you that that's wrong. But that doesn't mean Jesus didn't rise from the dead, that God is not alive. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. So when I saw that that was the, like the overwhelming argument in all these forums I would visit when I would chat with people in person or online. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're on the same page that that's evil. God's still alive. Mm-hmm. The Bible's still true. So that's what I mean by it preserved my, you know what I mean? Like someone said it this way. If you cannot articulate the other side's strongest point well, you haven't really thought through the issue. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot recognize your side's weakest point, then you haven't really thought through the issue. Mm-mm. And so for me, what helped preserve my faith was look, taking their biggest argument and being like, whoa, yeah, that's a good point. You know, and then there are, and I see I saw that a lot of it was emotional because now there are logical ones, there are rational what ones. What do you mean? The comments? Yeah. So kung magal, the most him. common okay. you know, attack is an emo is at its heart an emotional one that I was wronged. And to that I would say I agree. That's terrible. I wish that never happened. That should be made right. And that's the, the fact that we think and feel this way is still consistent with the biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hey guys, this is Anjali Dub, the host of the newest podcast called Life in Progress. Join me as I share my new journey of adulthood and help you a little on how you can be the best version of yourself, one podcast at a time. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. Anyway, so we're going to read this post and then we're going to react to it. I, I don't know. How, how did we want to break this down, sweetheart? I guess we'll just read through it. And go like, point by, yeah. Yeah. So there's, how are, are we going to post the thing so they have like a guide of like what was said? Or are we just going to read it through? We can read it through. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Jim Palmer uh, posted this on Facebook. One of the ways toxic religion is a disservice to people is how it theologizes life in a way that prevents people from responding to situations as they truly require. Honor your father and mother, in quotes, should never mean accepting their manipulation, abuse, or toxic interactions or behavior. All right. So we stop there. No. Oh, we're just going to read through the whole thing. Let's do the, the whole thing now. Oh. At least they have an idea of the, the All post. right. Turning the other cheek should never mean that you allow someone to violate your boundaries. Being a person of faith should never mean that seeking professional therapy is a sign of spiritual immaturity. Taking up your cross should never mean denying your needs, desires, and individuality. Being a Proverbs 31 woman should never mean assuming a posture of inferiority, submission, and appeasement to men or tolerate domination or abuse. 
The fear of the Lord should never mean living in a state of anxiety and uncertainty about being unconditionally worthy of acceptance and love. Obey your leaders and submit to them should never mean giving another human being authority over your life and choices. Okay. People are not told that the right choice in life includes standing up for yourself, saying no, enforcing boundaries, terminating toxic relationships, seeking professional therapy, caring for yourself, honoring your needs and desires, zero tolerance for disrespect or abuse. Jim Palmer. Okay. All right. How do we start? Uh, headline for me. Mm. Make some really good points and make some really uh, almost sneakily or deceptively bad points. Mm-mm. Because I, the good points are so good, you know. Mm-hmm. And I also think the headline naman for me is like, this is so characteristic of the age. Yeah. We really are. I think that's one thing that we need to admit to ourselves if we are, if we work for the church, especially that we are in an age where people are really deconstructing the kind of faith that they were you know, that, 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 that was passed on to them. I say passed on to them because, you know, when you're young, you're given things of, you know, how to believe in this and why do you believe in that? And you kind of like, you're in that stage where you just consume everything that you're being told to do or learn and without thinking much about it. Merong mga a few who would, who would be very, very careful and skeptic about a lot of things. But then, you know, like me, when I was new as a Christian, I just absorbed everything as though everything were right. And I did not really double check a lot of these things because I felt like, you know, I mean, I trust them. I I would get all of that. And I, I don't really need to think about that anymore. And now I'm at that point where uh, I'm revisiting a lot of these things and seeing for myself na ito ba talaga yung gusto ko? Ito ba talaga yung pinaniniwalaan ko? Para I know it for myself, not because it was just handed down to me. So I think we need to acknowledge that. And I think that's where he's coming from as well. Yes, so there you go. Yeah, I like what you're saying about how this is indicative of the time. And this is something I've read about and I've observed when talking with, you know, the younger and the younger generations. And what they say about Gen Z is that the whole world has been broken open to them because they're digital natives. Nothing comes to them in process anymore. You know, it's like uh, their generation's music. There's stuff coming out now. There's some of them who listen to stuff from before. And so they don't understand necessarily how this history developed. All of it is available. And that allows them to pick and choose. But that can also affect their lack of understanding of the significance of the development of those things. Because it came in one layer, in one blow. We kind of talked about this in everything, everywhere, all at once. And so... To me, I don't think it's a it's it's a purely bad thing. It might have some bad. It does have some bad consequences. But one thing I do love about talking to younger and younger people about this is everything's available. Ne, alam mo So even in our small group meetings, they're willing to pull from different sources, and as long as they discover something of real value, they'll keep it. And so the willingness to engage and to stay connected to help them discover what is of real value, that's what they'll take. Let's go bit by bit with this one. Okay. I think, I want to be fair. I think there are some points he makes that he's not naman, di naman niya lahat, he's not generalizing. Mm-hmm. Um, a piece of advice, when people say things, 
that seem to be landing in your area, let's say toxic religion, don't take it as talking about you necessarily. Are you toxic religion? If you react to it, then ikaw pala yun, di ba? Then that's you. Uh, ano ba yung bato-bato sa langit ang tamaan, huwag magalit, di ba? Eh, tinamaan ka eh. So, ikaw pala yun. Those are called straw man arguments. Straw man arguments are arguments aimed at indefensible and weak positions. If someone's attacking a position that's not yours, even if it's next to you, just be clear, that's not me. Di ba? Someone's saying, oh, toxic religion. I agree, toxic religion is bad. That's why I believe true religion or good religion or or faithful religion is that's the response. Don't take it for yourself. E guilty ka agad, tas galit ka pa. Eh mukhang guilty ka na talaga. <laughs> yep. So it says it theologizes life in a way that prevents people from responding to situations as they truly require. I think that's a fair statement. He's saying it's bad when religions use theology from keeping you from responding in life in the in the right way. You know, actually, that has been my observation also about how some toxic environments actually not only want to control you, but to control even how you feel. How you respond. Yeah, how you respond. Yeah. Na parang, if I give you, like, let's say, I'm gonna give you bad news, but you can't feel bad. Yeah. Because that's just wrong. Doon ako naiinas na parang, You're already giving me bad news. Now you're even telling me not to feel bad about that bad news. That's just totally wrong. Yeah, so yeah. I do get what he's saying. And a lot of us, kasi, I, I guess no, it's uh, something that's pretty obvious that a lot of people equate uh, religion, especially like say Bible or being a Christian, to always being nice doing it the best way, the cleanest way possible because that's what it means mm-hmm. to be a Christian. And and I'm like thinking, no, that's not what it means. So we're going to talk about that further on as we discuss. Pero parang gets ko talaga yung sinasabi yeah. niya na bakit ba yung feeling, pati feelings ko na lang, sinabi mo na nga sa akin how to do life. <laughs> Tapos, mag, I feel bad Mali pa rin yun. Yeah. Kailangan lahat ma-accept ma- ko lang the way that you want me to accept it. Yeah. Why is there no room for differences even in the way that we process things? Yeah. And again, Domina man, for someone who who's hearing this and saying, hey, that's not what happened with my experience, that's great. And kaya nga, this is a straw man argument for you know, where you can even agree with this statement and be like, you know what? I don't think that's the right way to go. In fact, I'm grateful for people in my life, for spiritual family, for mentors, for church leaders, pastors, who have allowed me, who have given me the space to respond to things and kept the relationship so that we could respond to things in a godly way, but also in an honest way. Where hindi ako nagpapaka-plastic, hindi ako nagkukunwari na hindi masakit, hindi ako malungkot. Masakit, malungkot. In fact, when you read the Bible, the Bible itself is yes. full of honest expression exactly. and honest responses. And yet God still redeems that and still God calls us to to lay every thought at, 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 at you know to take captive every thought to lay our motives at his feet so it's not as simple as one or the other lang yeah exactly parang a lot of these you know your toxic kind of religion and toxic positivity is 
going straight to where you actually want to end up. Like everybody want, wants to end up in a nice place naman, yeah, Who yeah. doesn't? Pero kasi when you don't allow for the process before you even get there, that's when it becomes toxic. Yeah. Na, diba nga, ang tagatagal natin alam, ano ba yung stages of grief? Yeah. Hindi naman siya dumidiretso sa na-accept ko na. <laughs> Yun. Actually, walang, uh, may pang-anim worship agad eh. Diba? <laughs> <laughs> parang, verse mo na lang yan. Parang, <laughs> nakailang verses na nga ako, hirap na hirap na nga. <laughs> You know, that is a yeah. great content, Lava. Stages of grief. What is mm. it? Denial, bargaining, anger, something, acceptance. But then, what does worship look like in the denial stage? What does worship look like in the bargaining stage? What does mm. worship look like? Alam mo yun yung, how can someone go through those stages? Because worship is a heart posture to God. Eh. Worship is a heart posture to God. So, what is the heart? Anyway. Oh yeah, I know I'm, I'm already stopping you. Truth with the psychological <laughs> because truth. you're already digressing, and I think it's going to end up in a two-hour podcast if no. I don't stop you. So let's go. All right, all right, all right. Next one. Wait, so that first statement, I get it, you know, and I don't think it's generalizing everyone. So fair. That first statement on its own is fair. The next few statements where it takes actual either Bible verses or teachings that people have. Yeah, and we can break that down. You can break it down. Kasi may heart ang lahat ng yan eh. Parang he's coming from somewhere. Yes. And I think the biggest error with these is never. I, I completely agree. You're gonna say that? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm always afraid to say never. Yeah. Because... Yeah, no, never say never. Hindi, totoo nga. Di ba ngayon yung sinasabi ko about my life, my 2020 to 2022? That's true, that's true. Na never say never. I said, I will never have any physical activity that involves wearing shoes. Yeah. What do I do now? My gosh, jump rope, which you cannot do without shoes. Well, you can. It just hurts. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want to get injured and stop in a year, yeah, of course, you can do that. But, I mean, like, I've, I've, I've realized... I think I've long, I've lived long enough to realize that never is such a, um, a scary word to yeah. say. And this is my thing with theologizing kasi. And I say this to you and, and to, to other people all the time. Precision. Eh. Precision. If you say never, it better really be a never. If you say always, it better all, really be an always. Diba? Yeah. But if there are possibilities that exist that aren't covered by your never or by your always, dun palang alam mong butas na siya eh. Yeah. And that's what causes so many people, you know, and they're tripping up, not on what the word of God really says, but on someone's interpretation of it. And that's what I think uh, is happening with some of these. Yeah. I think also, you know, when you say never, because it's like it lacks reflexivity yep. also. Na yeah. parang, sige, okay na rin if you want to use never talaga, but at least acknowledge the fact that this is for me. It can actually be not the case for everybody. Yeah. Parang konting reflex lang na ganun. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, if he had said for me it was never, okay, fine, but for other people it might be. And, you know, when the thing with nevers and always is, it's rules. Eh. People want rules. People want rules so that they don't have to engage and to think and to relate and to discern and to listen. And that's what we were listening to with the Bible Project Paradigm podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's a wisdom, the Bible produces a transformation as we know Jesus and it creates a wisdom in us. And wisdom is the ability to apply. The ability to look at the situation and say, yes, ay hindi ngayon. Ay yan tuloy. Ay wag ngayon. Mm-hmm. And I always hated that growing up because I looked for a rule. I wanted to, to have like a shortcut 
to the thing, but there isn't always. In fact, there usually isn't one. I think about our kids, sweetheart, and how about in an irritable moment when they're so noisy or so messy or you're tired or I'm tired, the first thing you and I reach for is a rule. The first thing we reach for is, hey, you know, okay, from now on, no one does this in this room. Nobody does this. Why? Because we just don't want to engage. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it makes sense to have a rule, you know, like no eating on this floor. Fine, do that. But not always. Mm -hmm. But never always. Okay, but always never. Okay. Let's honor your father and mother should never mean accepting their manipulation, abuse, or toxic interactions or behavior. Yeah, I think true or false. Yeah, I think it begins with the word honor. Like, how do you define honor? Is yeah, it yeah? Like, is honor uh, supposed to be like just accept whatever yeah. comes your way? Because there's. There's a, there's an honorable way, meaning I can disagree with you honor in an honorable way, mm-hmm. right? So it just simply means that yeah. you will never complete. Oh, yeah, nako sinabi ko nang never. Pero totoo naman in this case na never naman one hundred percent you'll agree with everyone, not only your mother and your father, yeah. right? See who in the world naman is like oh one hundred percent of the time. Uh, pareho kami nang naisip or gustong yeah. gawen, right? So you will have to disagree. Yep. But This, and while disagreement is inevitable, uh, it's always an option naman for yeah. you to do it in an honorable yes. manner. Diba? So parang yun lang naman yung sa akin, i-define natin yung honor your mother and your father. Well, well where I think uh, this is coming from is that how honor your mother and father has been Abuse. a tool yeah. to manipulate, to, controls. to control children, younger people, by, you know, authorities na no matter what happens, yep. do what your parents say or yep. do as I say. To me, the the tricky, the bad, uh, the lack of precision here is in the word accept. What do you mean by accept? Diba? It could mean accept that they should be allowed to keep abusing, manipulating, or talk, whatever toxic interactions are. Let's just agree that these are negative interactions, okay? Uh, now, not all of them are even purely negative. Some might be coming from a good place. They just hit you the wrong way, which means the person's not coming from a purely evil place. Anyway, but my point is the word accept could be taken to mean I must never accept this action being done to me, which to me I would say maybe, maybe not. Mostly agree, don't accept it. But I think there are times that someone might say, you know, I'm going to look the other way and let them do this to me. And that's me dying to myself, you know, to to do this, you know. Um, whether it's Filipinos who choose to give money pa rin to their parents, even though they think they're spending it the wrong way. But it's something that they're, they've, a cost they've counted. On the other hand, though, I think never accept could be taken as cut off the relationship completely. And I know I will no longer honor my father and mother. I will no longer have a relationship. It's no longer accepting the person. And to me, that's the part where I'm like, no, that that's it does mean that. It does you mean could that read that. Still- However, I would say that he was clear naman na yung hindi mo lang i-accept ay yung mali. Yes, he says never accepting So, their- hindi naman niya sinabi talaga yung tao. So, it, but it could, I understand that it could be read that way. Yes. But, I feel like it's not so much as slippery as the others. Yes, the Itong others are way more statement slippery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Because even the acceptance is like, yeah, it could be a choice to just do it, 
But it doesn't mean that you're accepting the negative thing. Yes. You actually are rejecting it. But because there's no other way, you just, you kind of like compromise. Actually, I think it's not that there's no other way. What I, what I like about what you said is the word choice. And the thing that I don't like with, and I agree with what you said earlier, is when people aren't trained to have that choice. Where you look at people and you they, they know they're being taken advantage of. They know they're being lied to, manipulated. Mm. They know that this is even an abusive relationship. And I just don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. I have to take this. No. That is that yeah. one. I will say that is not true. I think that's the good naman of what he is saying. Yeah. Na, I think yun yung heart din naman niya na, look guys, you have a choice to do what is right for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that just because, you know, these sayings these verses were like you know thrown your way as though they were the final authority of your life no matter what happens there are no room for there's no room for like the in-betweens and that's not what honor your father and mother means Yun din kasi. Hindi yeah. naman kasi na-define ng maayos and, yan. And like, you look at the rest even look at Jesus right like his own mom and brothers <laughs> didn't want him I've been listening to the, the, the Gospels, like the an audio book. And his own mom and brothers didn't want him doing what he what the Heavenly Father told him to do. And he's like, look, I love these people, but I gotta I gotta do what my father's telling me to do. In other words, the I think the defining factor here isn't should I just do whatever my parents say and I have no choice? Should I do whatever I feel like? I have no choice. No, I follow God. And as God leads me to, I will honor them to, you know, to the level of grace he gives me to. And if he tells me to accept it, then fine. But I had a choice in the matter. I had a decision in the matter. And I can, I can stop. You know, I'm not uh, uh, a slave to what my parents want. Yes. Agree. So okay pa to. Medyo. Okay pa yan. Medyo. Okay, next. Turning the other cheek should never mean that you allow someone to violate your boundaries. Again, never kasi. But secondly, to me, uh, that's exactly what it means. Right? Turning the other cheek is is like you get slapped on one cheek and then you're letting him do it to the other cheek. This isn't, you know, this isn't a statement of don't slap me on my right cheek, I prefer being slapped to the left. No, you know what I mean? Like someone did something wrong to you and you forgive and you let them actually do it again. Mm-hmm. One tricky gymnastics move here, though, mm. is that by turning my other cheek, I've established the boundary that you can do this to me. And I think it's an yeah. element of choice again. Yun pa rin naman eh, again. Kaya nga, if the heart of this post is about agency or... Agency, choice. Choice or... Uh, personal uh, responsibility. Yes. Yeah. Meron ka naman nun- <laughs> Pwede mo namang hindi i-turn yung cheek eh. Pero kung gusto mo at, at na-feel mo na yun yung tamang gawin, you, the personal responsibility was not removed from you. It was actually your choice. Now, having said that, I do get what he means by I think this is largely an authority of a very loud, loud voice in your life saying that the option, the only option is to turn the other cheek. Yeah. The only option is to honor your mother and your father and that means you obey them no matter what. Yeah. 
I think it's more of that issue. The Bible says this. Therefore, your only choice in this matter is to do this. Correct. Yeah. And like what I always say, there could be one verse saying you saying for you to do this, but then other different verses yeah. will kind of like oppose yeah. what it is saying. Yeah. So you can't just rely on one verse for the rest of your life. And, and that's why now the, this is the defining verse for everything that I will do. And that's why the Bible Project Paradigm series is so helpful because it's about meditating on it. Eh? And a big part of meditating on it, and people have asked us like how we do this with our kids, but what is one of the ways? And that's actually a podcast episode we have coming up. But one of the ways is to embrace the tension. To embrace the tension of scripture where it says, well, it says you turn the other cheek, but that guy's bullying my son. Should I teach my son to lie there and let him take? You know, you, you, where is the place there? And I, I love what other parents uh, have said. I've read it online. I've talked to people about it in person. And what they've said was, I want my kids to first have the choice of whether or not someone will bully them. And then they can choose whether or not they still choose to forgive. They choose not to return, but they had a choice in the matter. And I think that's what's really Christian. Because if you read the text, it's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. So this is the retaliation. Yeah, it's coming from, It's that's the other thing. It's coming from somewhere. Yes, it's a context. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. Doon pa lang, alam mo na may Bible verse na medyo contra, resist the devil eh. Diba? So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not supposed to resist the evil one. That's not what it means. You're supposed to meditate on these two things and say, Lord, when then do I resist? Who do I resist? What is the context here? If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. It's choosing to respond with goodness to someone who treats you with evil. But again, I like what you said, that word agency. You are an agent. You have a choice in the matter. Yeah, and balikan ko lang yung sinabi mo about, and it will be very useful as we go along with all the points of Jim Palmer, no? Bible Project says, do not treat the Bible as a reference book. Yeah. And what does he mean by that? So like, that. let's say, do, do can I have a boyfriend or girlfriend before the age of 18? Obviously, no. Because in the you, verse of the diba? Exactly. Okay. I mean, like, you turn to a page and say, okay, this verse answers that directly. And you'll find a lot of areas in life where not not even a single verse. I don't think you should have a boy, but you should be betrothed because Mary was betrothed <laughs> when she was younger. <laughs> diba? It, it doesn't exactly respond to a lot of our problems in the modern age especially, yep. no? So, you never should treat. Ang gusto kong sinabi nila is that you must be a kind of people where as you continue to read and meditate on the Bible, it makes you a people that needs as less rules as possible. Yeah, because And that's so beautiful. It's a character formed in you. Exactly. And it's so um it's so powerful and active and alive. That you don't even need, like let's say, no, pag sobrang okay yung mga anak natin, na natotrust mo na, na-form talaga sila in the right way, mm-hmm. there's less rules talaga to give them. Yeah. Na you don't really need to, don't, don't go that far anymore. Kasi sa, before you can even say that, they really won't go that far anymore by having meditated on some things that were, you know, crucial to their well-being. You know what I like now? Uh, you know, there are hard and fast rules in our home, right? They just know this is not a thing. Like, you're not allowed to do this. 
However, there are a lot of times also that we say to Philip, Philip, that's not a good idea. You know, that's not a good idea. And sometimes he'll he'll counter and he'll say, no, here's why it, it's an okay idea because of this and that. But I like that now he's old enough to recognize those bad ideas also where he's mm-hmm. about to do it and then he'll say, yeah, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Or he'll even respond to us and say, Pop, do you think it would be a good idea if we do this? And I like where it's not anymore. You just don't have a choice. You have to do this. But he's thinking, ahead eh. Yung, okay, mukhang malabo na to. Sige, wag na natin gawin. Mm-hmm. All right. Being a, a person of faith should never mean that seeking professional therapy is a sign of spiritual immaturity. This is one I agree with wholeheartedly. Yes. That, yeah. In the same way that I wouldn't say like someone who consults a financial consultant lacks faith for his money, you mm-hmm. know, or someone who goes to a reproductive health doctor lacks faith for having a baby. You know, it's like God put these people in the world for a reason. You I know? think uh, this you know one. If you, if I nako love, yung uh, vlog mo, uh, you consulted an architect. Are you not trusting God to build the house? <laughs> yeah. So I think also um, in this point, no, it's coming from, and it's a hard truth to swallow. Like how many church leaders have done this to a lot of people who suffer from mental health battles. They would just verse it all away. Like one verse, pray it. You you just lack faith. You haven't prayed enough. That's why you're not getting out mm-hmm. of your situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to bad mouth. And I I myself have gone through that. <laughs> My gosh. Like, nisip ko talaga before na, alam mo, maarte lang to. They're not working yeah, hard yeah. enough on their faith. Kaya hindi sila nakakalabas out of it eh, until it happened to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, you can actually be hormonally wired that way no, it's so hard to get out of. Yep. You can't just Bible your way out of this. Like, definitely, I haven't stopped reading the Bible. But, and there was a point where it was getting me frustrated Now, no matter how much I read, why did I get sad and depressed and anxious the next day? Yeah. bakit hindi siya ganon, di ba? Parang dapat pill shop na if I swallowed the Bible today, tomorrow I will be well. And it goes back again to what is the Bible for? The Bible is the Word of God. The Word of God is powerful. The Word of God is living and active. All of that is true. But what it's supposed to do first is reveal Jesus to us. Right? Yeah. And then secondly, as we meditate on it, it makes us know Him and have the kind of character to be that kind of person. None of what I just said means you're not going to have a sad day or you're not going to have depression. Mm-hmm. You know, the joy of the Lord, I don't think, is even uh, completely antithetical to to having de- de- depressive attacks. In mm-hmm. fact, I know people, we were just with someone like that recently, who went through a really, really, really dark time. And yet it was clinging to God and faith in God that allowed him to go through that. And there was professional uh, therapy involved. There was medication involved. Mm-hmm. And yet you can see now, just grab the faith of this person. And so I asked him, guys, has it influenced the way you do ministry? And he said, how could it not? <laughs> how could it not that I can talk about what God did in me? Yeah. The other thing then kasi is, and I learned this back when I was still in um, seminary. So I, I, I took a couple of years 
uh, of like seminary in Wheaton. And we had like this class where it's called intercultural something class. So it's about different cultures, cross cultures, no? Na parang he explained how there are, um, what do you call that? Parang there are different worldviews kasi. So like here in the East, it's more like prayers work. Uh, what do you call this? Signs and wonders. Ganon. Parang mas, mas, we lean more towards that way. And then the West is like more science. And depending on your worldview, God can heal you in that specific way. Because that's the language of, I don't know, maybe your, your nation or maybe you yourself. Diba? How, how do you want to be best cured. Yeah. And God is not limited to just, yeah. I'm just going to use verses on you and you'll be fine. Yeah. Sometimes it takes intervention from doctors. I mean, why would God invent doctors naman in science? Diba? Why would he develop it? If it's not also purposeful. Yeah. That's the thing kasi that we don't see here also. Kasi na parang, akala mo, porke hindi lang nag straight verse, hindi na from God. Yeah. Even kasi the healing that we get from say medicine, from from doctors, I, I can never forget this. When I was being, when I was in the hospital, I just miscarried and my doctor was so sad that we had lost the baby. This is a couple of years a ago. A couple of years, ago, years yeah. ago, yeah. And um, Five, six. prior to me getting the anesthesia, sabi niya, nagpray siya sa akin, Lord, minister to her your healing power. And I was just so, I cried because I was like, you know, even this healing and she's going to do it like medically. Mm-hmm. In a very scientific way, right? Mm-hmm. It's not as if she's just gonna wave her hand and everything is going to be with a verse. Maay sa lahat ng reproductive organs ko ganyan. Yeah. Hindi. Gagamit siya ng medical tools, di ba? Yeah. Pero when she prayed that, I felt like even the way that she was gonna conduct herself during the time of my, uh, 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 what do you call this? My, my surgery. Or whatever, no? Ano ba tawag dun? <laughs> Hindi siya surgery. Procedure. But, but a procedure. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever she was gonna do is still from God. And sweetheart, see, what you're describing is a very specific branch of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, other branches of Christianity would probably be just as bewildered or like, what are you doing? You know, it's a very um, name it, claim it. Uh, instant gratification. Oh, 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 oh correct. Um, the good side of that, uh, you know, the good roots or elements of that are they believe in the power of the word of God, Mm-mm. you know, like so much. And we're not saying that hindi totoo yan, oh. Both are possible. But there are times that God did it instantaneously, as they say in, uh, you know, to copy the accent in uh, Happy Feet. But there's also times God took time. And yes. So, which is it? And both are the Bible, diba? So, you know, what we'll see is that this toxic religion or unhelpful religion isn't an over a commitment to the Bible. It's an over commitment to specific parts and uh, the emphasis of other parts of scripture. And I think this is the opportunity for us who are sharing the gospel to people that let's point them to the whole of it. Mm. The, the, point, the, the points they're bringing up, the anger that they have, like, hey, why is church doing that? You know what? You're right. That's not good because the Bible says this. So they realize the Bible is still good. Jesus is still good. And I want to be in a church community that explores diba, uh, the fullness of what God's word has to say. You know, also, I want to, I just remembered now, no, I was watching this um, video by Rick Warren. Diba, his son committed suicide, correct? Is that? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And he was saying that 
for a long, long time of his son's life, they were both believing for the miracle of God. But the entire time also, that, you know, there were like hopeless times wherein, you know, his son would say, I don't think I'll ever heal from this. There was management of medicines. Mm-hmm. Like by use of medicines. Na, okay, kahit na hindi ka nahi-heal completely, at least kahit pa paano nabubuhay ka pa, because of these medicines. And he said that, you know, I whether it is miracle or management, both are from God. Wow. And you know, it's a powerful th- to think up a thing to think about. Na we cannot limit ourselves with just signs and wonders. Yeah. There will be things that hindi mo ma-achieve na ganun eh. Na, I mean yeah. like I've had I've had to ask twice this year for God's miracle to come through and it didn't. Yeah. But did that make any less of a god? Yeah. Uh, to me, no. Did it make him any less of a god? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So we, this one, we like the statement, which is yeah. funny because the next statement is the one I have the biggest problem with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking up your cross should never mean denying your needs, desires, and individuality. Eh, ano yan? Ano lang ginawa mong necklace? <laughs> <laughs> What does it mean then? Oh, Jim Palmer, sana naman hindi ka naman ma-offend. Natawa lang talaga ako dun sa, ano ba ito gagawin ko bang keychain to? So taking up my cross means wearing the jewelry. Diba? <laughs> I don't get it. That taking up your cross, diba? Jesus kept talking about him taking up his own cross. I don't know. I wonder if there are other uh No, interpretations think, where people are trying to write this off that you don't have to die at all but I, I just No, I can't think kasi na there are things naman na you choose to die to and those that you don't really have to. Again, no. I think the heart of the matter for him is the choice or the agency to say na this is something that I want to die to but it mustn't always lead to that naman. There are things na parang oh that's just stupid you don't die to that. Parang ganun. Siguro I guess I, I'm guessing lang that's, that's, a, that's, that's where he's coming. That's really generous on your part. Like you're being like super benefit of the doubt. No, I'm thinking lang kasi what is are there times ba I, I can't think of any right now but is there any time where you feel like don't take up that cross na that's not for you to carry baka naman may ganun din kasi yeah but he said never yeah oh hindi yun, hindi ko naman sinasabi na tama yung never niya ang sinasabi ko lang ano ba yung heart like can we find oh kasi anyway, why, not, why not always but are eh, there times he what might what i'm be saying right? is that when he says never if you erase the word never what is the heart of what he's saying. Yun lang naman yung sinasabi ko. Hindi ko sinasabing tama na sinabi niyang never. But if you take out the never, ano ba kasi yung impetus for him saying that? To me, I think um, he's coming from a school of thought. And I, I'm looking at this based on the trend, like the article itself, and then looking at the other posts which have been, haven't been shared anywhere near as much as this one. But the other posts on the page where it's really human-centered. And he even says, I'm a humanist. So when your theology is starting with human-centered. I'll never deny my own theology. Because yeah. <laughs> the entire, like, like here's, you know, it shows up three times uh, in the Gospels. Luke 9, 23 to 24, or let's read up to 25. Says, he said to all, Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself take up his cross and follow me. So deny himself. Like the, oh, the, the first step before taking up your cross is to deny yourself. To deny your needs, wants, individuality. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. 
For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeit, loses or forfeits himself? Here's where the gymnastics could come in. Sweetheart, I think, uh, look what he says. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world or, and loses or forfeits himself? So the exchange here is, nakuha mo nga lahat, pero anong nawala? Yung pagkatao mo. Diba? Yun sinasabi niya. Which, if, if, if we're really being, maybe, maybe he did all of this math behind the scenes and then just didn't show us the process. Diba? Mm. But he says, should never mean denying your needs and desires and individuality. I would say, in the long run, ultimately, you take up your cross. Diba? Kasi sabi ni Jesus, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The ultimate goal is to find it. The goal is not to not have a life, to not have my needs and desires met. The goal is to die to him because I know that in Jesus, I will find these things. Yeah, actually, since, you know, you and I have been into like this writing mode, no? Where Joseph and I, hey, great news for those of you who have been waiting for a book from us. We are actually writing our book for married couples. So it's going to be out in December. So medyo shameless plug lang. But because we have been writing that, I realized more and more how the losing of oneself in marriage is not a benefit only to the other, but a benefit to the self. Yeah. My friend, life is quite the journey. I know we're all so different, yet we're so alike in our humanity. Hi, I'm Juliana Papo, and I'd like to invite you to my podcast, Journey with Julianne. I believe that we have this need to nourish our mind, body, and spirit together on this journey called life for us to keep going, for us to better ourselves, and for us to get closer to fulfillment. Join me as I share stories of inspiration, life realizations, and nuggets of wisdom from my journey and the journey of others I encounter. It's like, if I care for the other, it means I'm caring for myself. And if I don't care for the other, it's just as good as not caring for myself. So... Even this entire thing, and I think it applies, it's very consistent to the way of God. Now, whenever He asks you to sacrifice, yep. to suffer, yep. there is an equivalent um, reward of actually benefiting yourself. Yeah. Hindi, parang hindi mo yun maaalis. Yeah. Kahit pa ayaw mo yun, sabihin mo na, ah, no, it's okay, you don't need to pay me. Yeah. God is gonna pay you back with amazing results, yeah. even for yourself. Right, which is what verse 24 says. Whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So there's a benefit to taking up your cross. You're actually going to save your life. So to be fair to, to this statement, this could actually turn out to be true in the long run, in the ultimate. Mm-mm. But the fact that you said never, because it totally feels like I'm denying my needs, I'm denying my wants, I'm denying my individuality. Every time I... Turn the other cheek every time mm. I choose to honor my father and mother. So eh, please, ha, don't don't naman think that we're just saying that this is the only option. We are the ne- not na never never naman never say never people nga, eh, di ba? So hindi naman sinasabing hindi. Sometimes, even if the the best and most Christian way to go about things is to take up your cross, sometimes because of where you are in life, 
it just doesn't afford you that. And you can't afford it for the moment, for the time being, for whatever reason. Yeah. Feeling ko, baka lang merong, kunwari mo, you're just really suffering from something. And it's really hard for you to take up a cross that is right in front of you, whatever that is. And it's just not good for you to do that right now. Parang nagigets ko naman yun na hindi mo naman kayang gawin yun all the time. Yeah. After all, tao ka lang, di ba? Yeah. <laughs> hindi, hindi mo naman din talaga kaya gawin yung tama all the time. Yep. But I also do not agree naman na it should never be a loss of self. <laughs> na yung taking up your cross. You will eh, lose what, yourself. You though. will eh. I mean, yeah. if you take up the cross, there is a cost to you. You will lose something that is precious to you, whatever that is. But not for nothing naman. Yep. Yeah, so that's the one we have the biggest problem with. Though it's not a complete disagreement with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Mm-mm. maybe he, uh, like, I doubt, I doubt he means that. Biggest problem mo ba yan? O yung next? Ako kasi siguro yung next yung biggest problem. Well, the, the second one, is, the next is just dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so hey, sorry. Hey, don't say that. It's I, just. No, okay. This is thing. the part. I don't think the Bible even says you should do that. Yeah, okay. The the next part is like for me, I really want to understand why he said this. All right. Because if I read the whole of Proverbs 31, it's like opposite what he exactly. Let's read it. Being a Proverbs 31 woman <laughs> should never mean assuming a posture of inferiority, submission, and appeasement to men or tolerate domination or abuse. This is why it's double dumb. All right. Um, double dumb. <laughs> number one. Guys, I don't think the Bible says women should be, pro- wives should be Proverbs 31 women. I mean, that... Well, I do understand that part wherein culture always highlights Proverbs 31. But it doesn't mean that that's what the Bible says. I would say some cultures always highlight it. I don't believe that all. I mean... No, I did say all. Yeah. I'm just saying that that's kind of like what is highlighted because in, I guess it's... In some places, it's very yes. Insp- and, and you know why? Because it's so inspiring. Yeah. And, and the, I'm only saying na inspiring kasi nga, parang if you read his point na it should never mean like, na parang oppressed yung women and I'm like, my gosh, when I read Proverbs 31, that's, the, that's uh, not... That's the second reason that why it's... That is not what I read. That's the second reason why it's dumb. It's like, first of all, it's saying you should aim to be a Proverbs 31 woman. I'm not sure the Bible says that. I think it... You know, you meditate. I didn't read that and look for you as a result of that. You know what I mean, sweetheart? Like I was, I was like, okay, these are good principles. It's a wife who, like we've talked about, it's a suitable helper. That's what I see when I read Proverbs thirty-one. You know, she's a a partner. She's a a a a, a business partner. You know, what I mean? if life was a business, this is your partner, and you're glad you have a very capable and honorable and blameless partner to be with. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for you to send ships abroad and to have the ships come back. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, they were careful with the interpretation and the application of Proverbs 31 woman. But the second dumb thing about it is how would you get inferiority, submission, and tolerate domination <laughs> and abuse from Proverbs 31? She's like the most capable. capable. And, and you know what I, I, I hear us warning pa nga from others is like, don't be pressured to be this exactly um, much of an achiever. Parang ganon. Parang we hindi mo naman kailangan lahat yan. Warning to to women and even to men. Like, hey, don't look for don't 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 make a list. Don't turn this into a shopping list of every woman. Like, first of all, who are you? Are you the 
are you as wise as Proverbs 1 to 30? Because if you're as wise as Proverbs 1 to 30, you know, then fine, get the for- okay. 31 woman. Kaya nga ako din nahihirapin kasi sinabi niya Proverbs 31. Kung nag-cite pa siya ng ibang parts ng Bible na mas marami. Nang submission, yeah, yeah, yeah. what he's saying, <laughs> I would have taken this as like, yeah, right, I get what you're That's saying. That's not but what it means. That's I what the Bible means, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, right now, I really don't know how to equate Proverbs 31 with what he's saying. And so, you know, the, to me, Here's where I would agree with what he says, toxic religion. Being a Proverbs 31 woman, that concept, that is a Christian culture concept in some church groups and in some church movements. And it's become a thing. It's become a life of its own. It's had t-shirts. It's had books. It's had, you know, events where let's talk about how to be a Alam mo yun, it's like, whoa, ang layo na nito, guys. Ha? Alam mo yun, yung, it might have been a good preaching at one point, might have been a good, good small group material, but to make it a thing and to make people be more concerned about this or be more pressured when they're not living up to this, whatever you think it means, we're, we're kind of losing the point here, you know? So the, the fact that it's included here with all these other things, this is not a Bible verse. You know, there's no Bible verse that says, be a prophet. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, moving on. Next. The fear of the Lord should never mean living in a state of anxiety and uncertainty about being unconditionally worthy of acceptance and love. I agree with 90% of this. And I don't know what he means by the remaining 10%. And that remaining 10% is either super life-giving good news or it's poison. And that's why it's so tricky. It's like 90% the freshest cold-pressed vegetable juices that are boosting my immune system, cleaning my gut, and then 10% of I don't know what. Is it a turmeric shot that adds to the immune system or is it cyanide that's going to kill me? (laughs) And it's that phrase, being unconditionally worthy of acceptance and love. I agree that God, fear of the Lord doesn't mean I'm in a state of anxiety and uncertainty. It doesn't mean I'm terrified of the Almighty. I may be, but the more I fear Him and I know His character, the more I'll know that His character means that He is true to His word. Siguro, I think the similar thing about here in Proverbs 31 is misunderstanding the meaning of what He's trying to refute. Yeah. Diba? Na parang akala niya sigura sa Proverbs 31, ito yung meaning. Na <laughs> yeah. dapat maging oppressed ka as a woman, gano'n. <laughs> It's like, I don't know you get that. And fear of the Lord, ano ba ibig niya sabihin? Diba? Kasi ako, like, I don't even see that as a connection. Yeah. You, you get what I mean? Because like, when I see the unconditional uh, love and acceptance that God has for us, I wouldn't think of fear of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hindi ko rin makonect. Yung parang, No, I think he's I, saying I, that fear of the Lord means I don't believe God loves me. Yeah, I mean, why, why is he getting that? Right. That, that's what I'm saying. No. Parang, I would, kasi, diba, I would so associate it. Oh, oh, may, may sabi bang gana? Oh, kasi, yeah, kasi I would say na fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Diba, yeah. yan yung mga association natin, yeah. common association. So, hindi ko maintindihan sa paano niya ito na-connect? <laughs> Ganon. So, he, he, may mga parts lang talaga ako dun sa post niya. Hindi ko alam saan ka ba nang galing. Which could mean, yeah, he's part of a specific Christian church culture group that got that over-emphasized. You know, to the, to, to the point that it's twisted na or perverted na. Yeah. So, yun. Siguro yun yung mga problems ko lang sa kanya. Kaya hindi ko rin siya masagot ng maayos kasi feeling ko it's not fair yeah. na until I know where he's really coming from. Yeah. 
to me, the 10% that's either turmeric shot good <laughs> or cyanide bad is unconditionally worthy of acceptance and love. And again, knowing that he's coming from a humanist history and that's what his other posts have been about. And this is what I always wonder. All right, I do believe human beings are valuable. I believe you're special. Why do you believe that? Though? Like, w- based on what? Based on what? Because to me, what that's based on, and again, going back to what's preserved my faith all these decades, based on God made me. God is Jesus the one, Jesus died yeah. for me, right? And that's where I think the Christian message is so so much good. Because it's not just an empty promise of, hey, you're loved, you're valuable. No, you are loved. Well, not even just, you know, Jesus died for us. I mean, that's like an exclamation and a support to what has always been God's um, gift to us and that's to make us in, in his, his image. But he made you and then he redeemed you. So that how you answer what makes you unconditionally worthy of acceptance and love is the difference between life and death. Yeah. So I guess lang no, yung for the two kasi yung heart niya na hindi ko match dun sa sinasabi niyang verse or Christian belief ay yung oppression of women and yung and I think yeah, it's because we, we God. coming from church experience that didn't have that. Na parang God is an authority who's just, you know, looking over our, sh- uh, our shoulders and saying na, oh, you must do what is right yeah, yeah. all the time. Ganyan. Uh-huh. And you're just, you know, you're indebted to me because I love you no matter what. And I think those two are misread, I feel. Um, also that, you know, parang just to have a little point on that, no, na yung tungkol sa babae, pag binasa ng binasa ninyo ang Bible, Oo, sabihin na natin, very patriarchal yung worldview, yung mindset na makukuha mo sa iba. Pero ang dami ring parts in the Bible, especially between man and wife, mm-hmm. na though the wife is being asked to give up a lot of things, mm-hmm. the man, I feel like, is asked to give up more. <laughs> yung parang you are supposed to do this and this and this and this and this to actually care for the woman. Yeah, and it's a, the mutual loss of a life apart from you to find the life we would have Yeah, together. and I think mutual is key. Naakala lang kasi natin, the only one who loses here yeah. is the woman. Yes, the woman loses, but don't think that the man doesn't. Yeah. Because if you look at even the way of life that I they mean, had back then, <laughs> even the way that they did life back then, a whole lot of responsibility was put on the man's shoulders. Diba? Na ikaw na to. And in exchange for, the man is, go- ay, the woman is gonna submit, pero dala mo to ha. And, and so there is mutual work happening. And it's that word mutual, eh? because every time the fear is always, so if I do the right thing, what if they don't? Mm-mm. And that's where the root of the problem is, the mistrust, the breaking down of relationship, where God says, no, but you're actually going to find what you're looking for in this relationship. And mm-hmm. he starts by establishing the relationship with him. And you're like, but what if you don't? Oh, but I will. I will. In mm-hmm. fact, ikaw nga yung baka mag-don't. Ikaw nga yung hindi gagawa. Mm-hmm. At kahit pag di mo nagawa, ako yung gagawa nun para sa'yo. And then he's the one who's the glue for the other relationship. Yeah. Ay, Lord. Kung yung fear of the Lord naman, siguro a word on that lang, na siguro uh, many are allergic to the, why do I even have to fear God? Yeah, like be yeah, afraid yeah. of Him. And I'm like, but He is God. <laughs> <laughs> yung parang, there are two kinds of fear for me kasi. Fear, one fear, fear of, if you love someone so much, yeah. you never want to lose that person. Yeah, yeah. And the Bible is clear. Yeah. There are ways of losing God. Yep. And I am, I always have that fear in my heart. Nah, yeah. I, 
I love God so much, but sometimes I hate Him also because of how hard life is. Yung, yung ganon, may ganon kang motion sa buhay. Pero in, in my heart of hearts, I'm just so fearful to not have Him. Yeah. Okay? So, yun yung isang fear ko. Yung isa is, fear ko na, eh, God kasi talaga to. So, mm. may judgment talaga sa and, all, uh, end of all life. And uh, the world becoming, uh, you know, not to be fear-mongering, but you look at the instability Uh, in the world, but you look at wars in Europe, the continuing war in the Middle East in Yemen, sounds terrible what's going on there. We've, we heard about it first from that person who, you know, who uh, bought uh, our condo. Anyway, it's so sad when all of those things are going on. And only a God who is fearful at the, who can be fearful can make this right. If you have a God who's going to make you feel warm and fuzzy all over, he can't fix this. How can he make this world right? And now, you're more afraid. <laughs> you can either be afraid of the world and everything going on in it or be afraid of God and know you're right with him, with Jesus, and then you have nothing to fear. Because the fear connected yan with good and evil. Eh. Yeah. Do you believe in good and evil? Yeah. Na meron talagang good, pero meron din talagang evil. Because if you know that there's evil, then dapat matakot tayo sa judgment kasi yeah. meron talaga. So, I mean, I'm not forcing everyone to believe in that. And even if Jim Palmer doesn't want to believe in that, I'm not going to force it. But for me, if you read the Bible, mm-hmm. it is there. Yeah, <laughs> It's something that's evident. And it's up to you. When you read it, do you want to accept it? Reject it? Will the truth of God speak to you or not? That's just you. That's not for me. But that's the fear of the Lord. And we should still have that. Yeah. Last one. Obey your leaders and submit to them should never mean giving another human being authority over your life and choices. Um, I kind of agree with this. Yes. Because it's agency. Eh? And I think, Christians, we need to hear this. Church leadership should never take the place of the Holy Spirit in your life. And should never take the place of your own responsibility to hear from God and respond to Him. And I think an overly hierarchical and an overly uh, authoritarian uh, leadership is not biblical. Yon. Navi, any thoughts? Uh, I think the heart of this statement also is that there has been, wherever there, author- uh, there is authority, no, there has also been abuse. I mean, not at all times, not everywhere. There are places and organizations, companies, communities that, you know, reflect a very, very loving kind of interaction with authority and their members. That's great. But not all. <laughs> meron talagang, at saka prevalent din talaga, na yeah. merong abuse of authority. Kaya yeah. yun ang feeling ko na pinagagalingan niya. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't deny that. Yeah. And meron talaga. And, I and think- this is something that has come to me just recently, na how weighty an authority's yeah. voice and, you know, predicaments in life is on another person's uh, life. Diba na? Yung parang ito, parang if he has already, whether it is something that you've spoken, you have openly admitted or not, na I am under you and you are over me. Mm-hmm. Once I have given that kind of authority and position in my life to you, your words have power yeah, over yeah. me kasi. Ako, I th- to me nga, kaya nga I'm saying, I don't believe that the Christian response to authority, church, government, whatever, whatever, 
should remove our individual choice and Agree. agency. Because nga, I am ultimately responsible to God. Mm-mm. Which means God will say, yeah, yeah, I know that government leader said this. I know that business leader said this. I know that church leader said this. But you had a choice whether or not you were going to follow and you will be held accountable for that. So in one sense, that's actually terrifying. You know, there's like, look, I, I'm not trying to rebel just for rebellion's sake. It's just that we all have a higher authority and we should all be listening to him. And, and, and I don't think he likes what you're telling me to do. You know what I mean? Like that should be, we have that choice. When I look at uh, submitting to church leaders, like even Paul in Philemon, diba, who's requesting that Philemon take back Onesimus, it's a very strongly worded, my uh, by counting emotional uh, yeah, pressuring on uh-huh. you owe me this you owe me that but at the end of the day at the bottom line it's a request mm-hmm. it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of you know reminding him kind of preaching to him a bit but at the end of the day it's a request it's not I think I think he even says right like I could tell you to do this but mm-hmm. I won't because I want you to respond freely and I think for church leaders naman we should embrace this kind of response from people. Because no matter how compliant they might seem or how much easier it is for us to just write a rule, tell them to submit, not engage their thoughts, not engage with the Holy Spirit in their life. If we do that, we don't really get to the heart. And do, we don't really have deep relationship. We don't really have deep community. We don't really have church. And I think what's beautiful and powerful is people who with agency, people with choice, with the option to walk away, and still choose to walk together. That is super exciting. That's what's super uh, fun to have. Yeah, I think, you know, what he's saying here also, because requires an adjustment from both um, ends yes, of agree. the relationship. Because authorities have been used to just, and sometimes not even to manipulate. Huh? It's more of like, I don't know how weighty my words are in your life. Yeah, kasi. Yeah. I would just throw them and throw them. Kind of like parents. Diba? They say, hey, mo na gawin yan. Naku, walang pera dyan. Whatever, whatever. Sinabi lang naman nila yon. Pero dahil mga magulang sila, ang lakas nung dating sa anak. Yep. Na, gosh, okay, I can't, now I can't have a job yep, that yep, doesn't yep. pay well. Yep, yep. That, that's how they read it, diba? Kasi just by mere position in life, like how your relationship is positioned, yeah, diba? Yeah. And so I think authorities must always have that in the back of their heads every time they say anything to someone who treats them as a, 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 a of higher position or authority in their life, yep. diba? Na your words have weight yep. in their life. It could actually make or break them. Uh, on the other end is the receiver, the one who thinks that this is an authority in my life. Yes. Whether it be parent or yep. church leader or even president of the nation, diba no? Pag sinabi niya na parang huwag mong tatanggalin sa'yo na nag-iisip ka pa rin na pag sinabi niya, trust me, I'm your leader, I'm your authority, tumalun ka sa bangin. Mm. Gagawin mo ba? <laughs> Di ba hindi? <laughs> Kaya lang kasi sometimes yung sinasabi nila hindi kasing obvious yep. nang tatalun ka sa bangin na hindi pala ito mabuti para sa'yo. Kasi tandaan natin at the end of the day, kahit mas matalino ang isang tao sa'yo, hindi yan 100% tama sa lahat ng sinasabi yep. niya. So you always need to, di ba yung sabi ko nga, ano ang isang rule ko in life? RRL, Review of Related Literature. Pag may sinabi sa'yo ang isang tao, tingnan mo kung ano lahat ng sinabi yun? ng mga ibang tao tungkol dito, di ba? So 
kung babasahin mo to ano ba sinabi ni ganito regarding that matter yep, yep. para you can make an informed decision yep. so yun lang yung sa akin diyan na minsan kasi ang ang requirement natin is magbago si leader okay naman Mm-mm. okay naman talaga eh pero paano kung hindi yeah Diba? Anong gagawin natin? So, I think what you describe, I love that you said both ends need to adjust because we always aim at just the leaders need to adjust. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's it's a two variable thing. Eh. So and I like, think that's what, that's what he is doing naman. Yes. He's empowering us to think na we hindi masama ha, na mag-push back. Mag-push back. Because you've got like authoritarian leader and then like subservient people. Diba? Versus empowering leader and uh and like Um, what is it? Empowered people. Diba? Yes. But then you've also got an empowering leader who runs into, you've got authoritarian leader running to an empowered person. Empowered person walks away. Meron din kasi yung empowering leader who runs into people who want to be subservient. Mm-hmm. Na parang just tell me what to do, tell me what to do. And we've encountered that, diba? People who, because of your social media status, because they saw a video of Biden on the internet, just tell me what to do. Just tell me like, I can't do that. And for us, we actually back off. Uh, we've, we've, We've invited people just email us na lang, di ba? Or send us a long message. Let's just discuss there. Or talk to someone you know because I can't have, I don't have the bandwidth to discuss with you now because I can't just tell you what to do. Mm-mm. You need to hear that from God for yourself. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, finishing up? Yes. People are not told that the right choice in life includes standing up for yourself, saying no, enforcing boundaries, terminating toxic relationships, seeking professional help, caring for yourself, Honoring your needs and desires, zero tolerance for disrespect and, or abuse. I would say, from case to case. I not was gonna always, say, not a never, but yeah, my point. Yeah, may and I think also no, that's the gift of our age. Like ako personally, no, as a parent, um, when I started parenting Philip eight years ago, I was a very different kind of person back then. Yes. Like, ha- mindsets I've held about parenting that have changed over the years because of the help of things like this. Na, yep. na yung, yun yung beauty of information age, eh, na parang, ah, hindi pala helpful. Kasi sometimes naman, you come from a position of love talaga eh. Yep. Na, I do this because I think this is what is best for you. Yep. However, itong mga sinabi niya, yung standing up for yourself, saying, no, pag tumingin ka ng mga childhood development theories and all. Marami pala tayong ginagawa as parents that actually kind of like like when we say don't cry. It's it's kind of like discouraging them to express how they feel. That mm, crying mm. is a wrong expression or a wrong reaction to something that is bad. Yep. So marami pala tayong ginagawang ganun, ga, ganun sa buhay na I think yun naman yung ina-address din ni Jim Palmer here na we kind of like never say it enough to people na You know, yes, turn the other cheek, but there's also a place for standing up for yeah, yourself. You get the attention. So yeah. gets, gets, yes, correct. So I think that's what he's saying here. I'm, I don't think this is so much problematic as I think it would have been great if he said, you know, uh, I don't think that people, we are told enough yeah. that, you know, we could also do this, we could also do that, ganon. Um, but yeah, but basically, I agree naman. Na, tama naman. There's we should be told, this, we yeah. could, Practice these things. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. We are not doing question and answer anymore. This has gone way <laughs> over. But okay. um, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed this exercise. Karl and I do this often. We'll do this with Philip, you know, with, with age appropriate stuff, obviously. 
And it's a way of getting into God's word. It's a way of learning how to think theologically and to, yeah, to balance with one another. So hopefully this helped. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Hear your thoughts. Yeah, uh, please do email anything us. Anything goes with the bonnies. Or like comment on our Instagram account. And um, yeah, that's it. See you. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.